Welcome to the Peanut Butter and Jody Podcast, where we discuss life, love, and the art of successful relationships. I'm Jody, and the love of my life and partner in crime, Laura, is by my side. Say hi, Laura. Hi, Laura. Well, hello. Hi. How are you? I am well. Very good. We're here with episode four of the Peanut Butter and Jody podcast. Yep. We've made it to episode four. Yes, we have. It's very awesome. So episode four is actually the second part of episode three or the flip side. Yeah, we kind of touched upon some of the subliminal things that attracted men to women or significant other or significant other in this case the science was backing men to women uh-huh um but we thought it would be a good idea to kind of flip that yes so uh we did a little bit of googling because that's what you do you google it you do uh and to see if um there was kind of a counterpoint to that for um, what makes women attracted to men. Yes. And we found uh, a couple of good articles um, with varying points, some, some hokey, some not hokey, um, but we'll, we're going to talk about them and discuss them and see how we feel about those things and see if it makes any sense to anybody. Because we do find that, I'm speaking for myself here, but I, obviously... Because um, you're attracted to other men, that's, so I'm I'm very attracted to other men. Brad Pitt, <laughs> if he were here right now. Zach Efron. Hey, if you, you know have, it's kind of he's odd. got a thirty pack. They, <laughs> let's not talk about Baywatch. Hey, uh, no, that was yeah. You know, I'm a big fan mm, of The Rock, and yeah. uh, um, it it was that a, hit rock bottom. It, uh, yeah, I was rock bottomed by The Rock <laughs> on that one. <laughs> Which is funny because that's the name of his finishing move in wrestling is the rock bottom. Really? And yeah, I think his career hit rock bottom with that one uh, with a loud thud. I'm sure he'll make a stellar comeback. Um, you know, but it, yeah, not a good film. Oh. So as much as I would admire their muscular frames and 30-pack <laughs> abs and 22-inch pythons and all this Which other stuff. Which doesn't matter to me. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Because I, I have I have a one pack, um, it's it's the the best one pack on the planet, but it is a solid one pack. Um, but yeah, horrible film. And that's actually one of our our items, body yeah, shape. Body shape. So we did find a couple articles. Um, we kind of threw together the ones that some of them are just out there in left field, but uh, um, we threw together some of them, and uh, we're going to talk about them. Okay. So let's talk about the first one, which is, I find very important, which is scent. Yeah, that one kind of popped up in the uh, the first list yes. for um, men and women. And I agree with it completely because I know myself, I get a ton of compliments on my perfume. Now, so think about that. So if you pulled your perfume out of the loop. Yes. We're talking about... 
just a reminder, our previous episode had to do with subliminal attraction. Correct. Now, don't get me wrong. There are times, and I've seen it happen with your perfume in particular, and it's happened to me, and it's this is going to sound completely bizarre, but I remember one time I was walking into, into the men's room uh, okay. at a place, and this guy walked past me, <laughs> and at the smell, I was like, what is that? I mean, it, it was smelled delicious, you know, and it was coming off this guy. And, uh, yeah, it was, it just took me. I wanted to see who that was that had that perfume on. So I do think perfume itself. Not perfume, cologne. Cologne. Men don't wear perfume. Well, With they ambergris. So with a scent, it's not just the perfume. It's also things that, that was said in this particular part the pheromones aftershave was a big one really so pheromones being like kind of like a primal attraction and they do also state that if you have clean skin with no perfume and no aftershave and the woman is still attracted to you then that's a definite animal attraction so you can do it you can probably do an in-home test almost i yeah so I can I can shave, which I despise shaving. Yeah. But I can shave down one day and put nothing on my skin. And see how the broads react. You see, or see how your primal attraction is. Yeah, well, I'm with you. So for years, I think. There could be some sort of attraction to me, I guess, if you're with me for 20-something <laughs> years. Some sort, maybe. I'm throwing it out there. It's possible you could be attracted to me all right so we had scent scent scent, do we agree i i completely agree with that yeah i would agree also and i think we touched upon this in the last episode we were talking about primal kind of things very things that are very uh you know deep down in your subconscious you know what i want to throw something out there yeah what do you think if there's a a woman who smells really good you don't know what she looks like, and then she turns around, and she's physically not your type. Is that a turnoff? Do you think the scent would save her? No. No, no chance. I, because I think these are all gateways to other things. I think in your, in your head, subliminally, there's a hierarchy of things that you go through. There, there would be like a, a subliminal mental checklist that gets ticked off when you see somebody. Mm-hmm. Scent would definitely be one of those things but then you know you know if she's a you know a two bagger it's not happening <laughs> just not happening so okay and she'd so, have that crinkly bag you know the one they'd give you in walmart <laughs> you know that, that <laughs> you can't move you hear the bag <laughs> even that would not fix that scenario you know it's kind of like when somebody comes out of dunkin donuts and they have that smell on them from they smell freshly roasted. Like coffee. It's like, oh, wow. It's like they, they took a bath in the beans. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> right? But you know it. There are times. I remember I came out of Dunkin' Donuts into, into the car and you're like, don't move. Just stand there and smell like a delicious bean. And I try. I mean, but it, it's true. You do come out of there with the smell of mm-hmm. like, holy mackerel. We do. They should bottle that. They should. 
You know, there really, should be a Dunkin' Donuts give me set. Some, give me some Dunkin' Donuts. Get into the little <laughs> pumpkin pie seasoning in the fall. <laughs> give me a little hazelnut shot to the neck. <laughs> it would be perfect, wouldn't it? Hazelnut scent. <laughs> All right. But so, we, I, you I think know what's funny is yeah. that I will say that I that there was a guy that somebody was trying to set me up with, obviously, years ago. And he was the nicest guy. He smelled like B.O. And no, I can't. I can't. If you don't take care of your body, uh, you know, clean yourself. Yeah, that's that's definitely one of those uh, things. It's it's. I'm not getting past that. No. If someone's mm-hmm. a, a stinker. No, I know. No, not I happening. Know. Okay, so we're, we're in agreement. Okay, and also set. I think scent should also be breath as well like mints i'm always popping mints when i talk to people because i i think that's a big turnoff too yeah oh, absolutely yeah and then uh 100 yeah if you if you're uh you got a, a rank funk coming out of your gullet it's probably listen i'm hey. so into a positive scent that when i went to get went to the foot doctor and I actually lotioned my feet. So that your foot smell he said was appropriate. That he has never had anybody come in who lotioned their feet. Wow. I don't and even he think appreciated I would do that. that. He appreciated that. I would probably pick out the piece of toe punk and flip it off <laughs> first. That's about as far as I'm going and cleaning my feet up for that. Okay. I was going to go down the gynecologist route, but let's go to the second one. We can skip that one. <clears throat> okay. So body shape. so i think the article the article said something about um having a broad chest and wide shoulders now i'm just gonna throw it out there maybe that works for some people clearly you have a different uh, modus operandi because i'm pretty much the inverse of that but you know what that has never been one i know it's subliminal but i've never had that attraction to body shapes like the rock i think the rock's a great guy but it's not like i would prefer seeing like peter dinklage wow that's a totally um, different kind of body shape yeah then then seeing if there were two rooms and there was peter dinklage or there was the rock i would pick the peter dinklage room i, I so, just would so in your case what you're saying is and and i can vouch for this because as I had said, I'm pretty much the inverse of, of that shape. Well, you shape. were Santa. I was Santa, and I have a, a a perfectly Bosque pear shape. You did not need the stuffing in the front. No, I didn't. <clears throat> nope. Um, but that is probably on your hierarchy of needs. Um, probably not very high, or it's just not something that you're cognizant aware of that you're that you're judging on. So it's not a it's not a thing for you one way or another. So am I an anomaly? Possibly because these are supposed to be things that you you in a in a very primal way and subconsciously make selections based on that. So body shape in my case, I know a lot of females though that love you know the whole physique, the the gym guy, and well, they like all that. But I'm that guy. I don't know. Maybe I feel it's a bit shallow. Uh, yeah, but I think it's it's at a much higher level. I think that you're maybe you, you know this might fall somewhere else in your subliminal hierarchy. There may be other things that trip you off and attract you to someone, and this is just one of those things that just doesn't pop up on your radar consciously. True. 
but they say that it symbolizes strength and protection. Yeah, but you're a big guy. I mean, the difference is that I'm so small, like I'm five foot on a good day. All right. And I'm five foot eleven and three quarters <laughs> on a good day. And I feel like maybe that has something to do with it too, because usually the typical guy is bigger than me. So maybe not muscular, but maybe a bigger person. But everybody, you know, is pretty much taller than me and bigger than me. So if somebody was shorter than you, you think That's that would impo- influence No, them? I had that one time. And how did that go? I was in Dick's. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> That's some story. We have, so we have midgets and dicks. <laughs> we do, huh? So tell anyway. me about tell me about your dick story. The salesperson was actually shorter than me, so he was like four eleven, I guess, or four ten, and I had made a comment that I couldn't see over this particular stand and he said you're talking to me and it was weird looking down upon a guy did you think he was a mannequin in the kids section (laughs) (laughs) no you probably have like like a radar that goes off in your head kind of like uh like like when the cops call an emergency you go we have a 411 in progress You have this little fellow there jamming along. It was weird. I have to say it was really weird. So not body shape, but height. It was just bizarre because I'm so sure. And we did see height pop up on some of these other lists also. Yeah, we did. Um, But we can, if you want to move forward. Sure. Since we can continue going on about that one, Hmm. uh, we can go on with... Midgets and dicks. Financial status. Financial status. Not just how much you make. But how independent you are financially is what they're saying. So, so it'll 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 signify independence as opposed to hey, I could just buy you a bunch of crap. Yeah. So it's not so much what they're doing with their money, but the fact that they have some some sort of stability. Yes. uh, Could be a factor, and I think Mm -hmm. I think yeah, I think anybody would probably judge on that. I think that makes a lot of sense. Like it's funny, our oldest one. Uh, works with a guy who uh, lives with his parents and is 40. And, you know, you kind of look at that going. He's not taking care of them. That's a whole other issue. If you're taking care of your parents and they're elderly. But he, you know, you kind of look down on that because you're like, you should be at that age especially doing your own thing. Sure. Yeah, it's a little little weird when... You don't take control of your life like that? I agree. I agree with the financial status one, that it's more of an independent, doing the best you can do yourself than how much actual money you're making. Right. So down on that deep mental checklist, you might be saying, okay, um, you know, they can take care of themselves Mm -hmm. and therefore can take care of me. Yes. To some degree, because I guess everybody wants to be taken care of to some degree in life. Uh, and it works both ways, men and women, women and men could be could be uh, taking care of someone emotionally and all this other stuff. But I think finances are a huge thing, especially now. I mean, in real life, you know, in the, the 2000s, uh, being able to take care of that part of life is a challenge, uh, regardless of your pay level. You know, people yeah. who make eight bucks an hour will have just as much of a problem uh, as someone who make makes $100,000 a year because... 
um, there, there might be other obligations, bigger families, more things to pay for. So, so yeah, I guess uh, it, would, it makes sense. Okay. All right. So we can go to number four, which is facial stubble. I have facial stubble right now. You do. Are you hot to the bones for me? <laughs> I'm just sweating in general, so <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the wine. Could be the wine. <laughs> um, it's definitely not my facial stubble. It stands for... This is PG-13. It doesn't have to be PG-13. Uh, good. We were just talking about midgets and dicks. <laughs> Let's be honest. It's fine. <laughs> so facial stubble means... Go ahead, you read it. ...that uh, it's... it's. It says it right there. Yeah, it's good sexual function. There's a hormone that will make men have facial hair, and it will signify... That they have good sexual function. You know what they call that when you have facial hair? What's that? I'm not going to say it because my children may be listening. You can say it. It's called a flavor. Flavor saver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. So, gentlemen, get your flavor savers in order. <laughs> the ladies are waiting. Not a lot to say about that. I, I no. could care either way. I like you with your facial hair, without your facial hair. The interesting um, thing in this article... Um, too much hair is not good. Well, this article referenced, they said, they, the way they said it was kind of funny, but they said, you know, hey, you know, that doesn't mean go out there and have full beards and porn stashes. But look at what's gone on now over the past couple of years. The big beard thing it's true. came back full bore. So you have all these guys running around looking like lumberjacks. You know, they're they're all big and frothy with these sculpted man beards, which look great for about a minute, right? Then go go have a go have lunch, go have a sandwich, and see what that thing looks like. Got a little slab of tuna stuck in there. Ew! Right? You got a couple of crumbs chilling out in there. Probably a Mexican family just <laughs> chilling out in your beard. Who's gonna know? I mean, honestly. You could have anything in the world stuffed in that beard. It's true. But they're a very popular thing now. So some people like them, some people don't. I don't care either way. You don't care either way. I know it's subliminal, but I've never had... What if I was one of those guys that had that skin disorder where I was completely hairless? Eyebrows, eyelashes, I would still love you. I'd still be attracted to you because of... The scent of your pheromones. There you go. We'll go back to number one. Excellent. And my pear body shape, the I inversion. would rather have a guy that has no hair on him, I don't mean facially, than be covered in it. These dudes that have like back hair and stuff. Ugh. Ah, hair shirts. Oh, yes. no. Mm-mm. Yeah, I don't have a hair like shirt. Like Steve Carell and 40-year-old virgin when he comes. <laughs> <laughs> They're peeling it off. Kelly Clarkson! <laughs> All um, right. What do we have next? Number five is dogs. So women basically think it shows that a man is responsible and loyal. And I agree with that. When you find a guy that has a dog and they love their dog, I think it says something. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it that makes sense to me. Um, I have a dog who's sleeping over there on this chair. Um yeah, and I love my dog. Do you think it may go even deeper than that? Like uh, the pack mentality, the pack leader kind of thing? What do you mean? Well, if you have a dog or dogs and your dogs are um, well-behaved, um, kind of 
super loyal because dogs are super loyal, but they're super loyal in a good way, not like you're beating your dog or anything. But if you see a good, good loyal animal, um, loyal to that guy, that dog sees that guy as the pack leader. Okay. Do you think that has anything to do with it also? Is that, well, if this guy, and now thinking subliminally, could it be possible that that guy is your future pack leader? Not, not my house. <laughs> and not, not to <laughs> equate uh, the w- woman to a dog or anything like that. But but I think the fact that they can see someone being a pack leader will will signify strength and loyalty that's interesting i didn't think of that um when and it's funny when i saw this one my thought i don't know about yours but my thought in my head was a little dog not a big dog not not like a, a german shepherd or a doberman i'm thinking like cute little you know pomeranian yorkie a guy with a little tiny dog and he loves it and he sleeps with it and he takes care of it and yeah. i don't think of the guy that's like out in the park throwing the frisbee and the dog's running around I'm run lancelot <laughs> grab that person by the throat i'm thinking of the guy that's kind of you know not only taking the dog out you know and and you know giving an exercise and stuff which is very important but the guy who's also catering like they love their dog so much. It's almost like they take care of a child. And I love that. Man, I think that's a, a different side of it, too. I mean, um, look at you. Yeah. Oh, I okay. baby my We're gonna dog. We're going to give you as the example. Give me an example. Use so me. at night when we sleep, yes. I have a body pillow. That's between me and my, and my bubba, because that's what I call him. It's the line of demarcation. <laughs> And I don't want anybody near me when I'm sleeping. No. Bottom line. Should, I don't you care. You definitely don't because there's liable to be a left hand or yes. something coming your way. Yes. She turns into a little <laughs> Linda Blair at the time. <laughs> Get off of me. <laughs> okay. I'm staying away. But when our dog, Allie, comes into the bed, and she's a medium-sized dog, rescue dog, uh, she lays between my body pillow and Bubba, who is Jody, and... And she's fine, but he will, my husband, Bubba, will literally accommodate that dog in whatever way he can. If he's hanging off the bed, half off the bed, he's okay with that because it's for the dog. I, on the other hand, not so much. So you're the kind of guy who number five is talking about. You just adore your dog. I do. I love her. And and I love her too, but listen, there can only be one bitch in this house. Wow. All right. We know where that one lives. Well, I got to get to number six. Oh boy. What's number six? Scars. Oh, so women find men with scars attractive. And not scars from playing video games, and you have a boo-boo on your thumb. I have a wicked scar from a wart on my knee. <laughs> it is just atrocious. You have a scar from a grapefruit that I threw at your rib. <laughs> That's what I, yeah, yeah. I'm scarred for life from that one. Just throw a five-pound grapefruit in my did. side. I threw it at him this morning thinking it was funny, and it was not so much funny. So. No, it's a... She could have thrown a watermelon at me. It, it would have been less painful. But so I showed anyway. that grapefruit who's the boss. <laughs> Little bastard went for a roll across the floor. Anyway. So, and so, don't get me wrong, I love video games. So that was no way knocking that. But I, when I saw this, 
and they're saying that a scar on a guy is a subliminal attraction, I immediately thought of the Hound from Game of Thrones. So, yeah. Wow. Interesting. He's got the broad shoulders. Yes. A big accent. And, yeah, and I'm like, so this guy should must be, be... Should be getting the babes. Yeah, yeah. Because his whole side of his head Was is pretty burnt, much a giant right? scar. Now, that would have to be the most attractive scar. He looks like the side of the moon, that whole thing. He's lumpy, scarred <laughs> up like the moon, kind of like half a Freddy Krueger's face without the molester part. Uh, yeah, but that's what I thought of. Like, I don't agree with that. I mean, I don't agree with the scar thing. I you don't. You know what I think they might be talking about? What? And I've seen this on guys before. Like the vets? Not so much on vets. <laughs> hey, you with the bullet hole. No, not that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I think that they might be talking about, and I've seen guys like this. They have a scar on their eyebrow. Harrison Ford has one. Under his chin. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They're probably not talking about massive injury scars here. They're probably talking about um, scars that, you know, okay, the guy like got... Like tell a story of something manly. Yeah, like, like Harrison Ford could tell a story about the one in his chin. A guy who might have one above his eye or that goes through his eyebrow. Um, I've seen guys like that. And I, and I do wonder... Was this guy a former boxer? Could he take a shot? Did he get hit okay. with something? Okay. Well, I can understand that. So All we're right. probably not talking about the critically maimed scar guy. Because, I mean, if, I, if we go out on our first date, I'm rolling up my rolling up my little cuffs on my pants. <laughs> I'm going to show off that knee. Your Zuba pants. What yeah, my Zubaz pants back in the day. I'm going to pull up my parachute <laughs> pants. I'm going to show you that battle scar on my kneecap. Say, hey, I have a scar. And what kind of scar is that? From my C-section. Well, that is a wound I don't think a man could compete with, unfortunately. No. Well. It's my love scar. Oh, Baby's popping out. Oh, Three beautiful babies. Well, that doesn't show That's up on the men's list. We Alex don't want our girls it. scarred. Alex ruined it for the rest. Yeah, the big head. Did. Yep. Giant dome piece she's got. <laughs> All right, so let's go to number... Do you have anything more about the scars? No. I Wasn't think, he the lion? Yeah, and he had a little scar in his yeah. eye. The other right? one, the other lionesses didn't like him, though. No, they didn't, because he was a, a bit of a frail bitch in every other way. <laughs> a little nasty in a, in a lot of senses, but he's a frail bitch, right? <laughs> Where don't they get a load of me? <laughs> eh, who cares? Scar. <laughs> Punk. When it came down to it, big Simba with the broad shoulders busted oh, his ass. Oh, there you go. There you go. He must have some great pheromones. Yeah, Simba did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Simba was really, all the girls were going up on Pride Rocks saying, Simba, <laughs> you got a little bit of a scent there, <laughs> broad-shouldered Simba. <laughs> right? So next on our list is, came up in the first list. Which is the color red. Color red. symbolizes dominance and a... And power. Uh, and a higher status, they say. Unlike the female version, which everything represented the period. And sex, yeah. Yeah, everything was like, this represents the female's fertility. She's a hell of a bleeder. Marry her. I mean, really, everything kind of led back to, to that. In this so case, then, though. How does red, uh, how do you associate red with men, then? Well, I could tell you one thing in my own personal experience. I remember when I was uh, a young worker 
and I would be uh, going from job to job because I, I would switch frequently early in my career. Because you worked for the circus. I did, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I wore a big fuzzy red nose. There you go. Um, ooh, clowns. I don't like that. Ooh. Um, although I am really looking forward to seeing this It movie. Oh, yeah, me too. I mean, that's that, mm-hmm. that's you know, a clown movie on steroids right there. Yes, that's going to be excellent. We'll have to talk about that when we see it. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, but I th- one time I could talk about the red thing. Um, when I was doing job interviews and stuff like that, they would call a red tie a power tie. So it was a black I remember suit that, yes. And a red tie or, mm-hmm. or a maroon tie, but something in the family. And that, that was always called the power tie. Yes, I remember hearing that. So it would probably tie into this this kind of thing where where it symbolizes some sort of a status. You know, when when a, when a guy um, you know, gets rich and buys, you know, his his first fancy sports car, it's always a red fancy My sports car. My car's red. Your car is red. My hair's red. Mine is not, mine is absent. And you like my hair red. I do. But it, in your case, it would symbolize your period, not your power. That's disgusting. According to this. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I think it's completely different for, for the men's perspective. Well, think about it. I always said red, you associate Santa with that, and you were Santa. Yeah, and Santa's a powerful person. He is. And he's also pear-shaped like me, and uh, I'm not about to get down. And he has facial hair. See? he's he's. You can go down the list. I think Santa <laughs> is the perfect guy. <laughs> He smells like cookies. Yeah. <laughs> he smells like, <laughs> I was going to say, he smells like the, the little stuff you kiss under. The mistletoe. He smells, he's got a little mistletoe scent shaped like a pear. And if he smells like beef and cheese, we know he's not Santa. And hey, if he could afford all those toys, financial status. Yeah. He's up on the list. Yeah. Um, it's true. He has reindeer instead of dogs, which is like a step up. It's true. And they're loyal as hell. Mm-hmm. He's even got one with a red power nose. He does. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, I mean, I think Santa is shaping up to be the perfect man. He is. Wow. I think he should be people's sexiest man alive. Santa. And mm-hmm. that's how we started out with our, with me. That's why I brought Santa. that up, Bubba. I love how you tied that together. Oh, okay, we got to get to number eight, which is... I stand by this, the sense of humor. And you know why? Why? Because laughter releases endorphins, which makes you feel happy and good about yourself. Hmm, and that'll, that'll make um, coupling easier, according to the article. I love, and you know what it is? I do love some dumb humor, like, you know, the Ace Ventura movies and, you know... End of the world. Is that what it was called? This is the end. This is the end. Or is Love this the end? Love that movie. Yeah. Love Danny McBride. Anything Danny McBride, I am in. But. You're in Danny McBride? I am. That's disturbing. Yes. Should be the other way around. And he has broad shoulders. Hair shaped. Facial hair. Facial hair. And. His nose is red. His because nose he drinks. All the drink because he's films. Irish. Yes. Um, but <laughs> sense of humor in a guy, which is you. Mm-hmm. Uh, has to be intelligent sense of humor or quirky. I love quirky, intelligent humor. So it works for you. Mm-hmm. Also a little geeky humor. Like I need that, you know. Throw in the occasional Star Wars reference. Yeah, yeah. Or superhero, yeah. yeah superhero reference, a little bit mm-hmm. of uh, Han Solo and Carbonite off on the side. Yeah, a little bit of uh, Iron Man. 
A little bit of Iron and Man. And you know right? what's funny? He's red. Iron Man is red. He is. Iron Man is rich. And he has facial hair. Iron Man has facial <gasps> hair. And he has financial status, like you said, and he doesn't have a dog. We don't know how he smells, though. From what we could tell, he <laughs> smells like a cheeseburger or a donut. <laughs> so if if you're into that whole thing, cheeseburger and donut, it could be kind of like he was coming out of Dunkin' Donuts. Wow, this just works. We could put in there a scar because he's got that freaking arc reactor that was in his chest. Yeah, he's got a giant bored hole in his chest. There we go. Man. And he's got sense of humor. Uh, yeah, he's a funny guy. He's he got is. that sarcastic wit. Well, wow. Tony Stark and Santa Claus are top in the list <laughs> with a little McBride on the side. <laughs> he's like your McDonald's toy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Now, All right. Now, we had uh, two more on this list. Okay. Now, this one came up before, too, and I don't buy it. Okay? It's symmetry. So stupid. So they're talking about um, a couple of references, but they they talked about um, symmetrical faces, and I will (laughs) go completely against this. I'm going to say something. The symmetry talks about the prominent jaw and the brow bone, which, again, is... The Hound from Game of Thrones, or you brought up... Richard Keel, from- whose jaws from, from Moonraker, <laughs> right? So he's, he's your guy. Uh, the Great Kali from Professional Wrestling. He's got a giant jaw. Hey, how about how about that how about that guy Robbie Rotten? Right, Robbie Rotten's got a giant cranial ridge and a big jawbone. What was that show? It was a Lazy Town. Lazy Town. Look it up. Look up Lazy Town and look up Robbie Rotten. This is your perfect man, ladies and gentlemen. Symmetry of the brow and the the jutting cranial ridge. I mean, the only thing I've ever seen, I saw a guy whose whose cranial ridge was so large one time. It was like he was wearing a baseball hat. It was raining, and it's not getting on his eyes at all. It's just dripping off his head. It's the truth. Guy had the biggest forehead I've ever seen in my entire life. And I'll be darn it, it's a little disturbing to look at. Say, he with the giant forehead. (laughs) I don't agree with that at all. Yeah, and and if anyone's ever done this, I mentioned this in the last episode, Go into Photoshop. Everybody knows someone who's who knows Photoshop. Take a picture of your face and cut off half of it and flip the other one. Do a mirror flip of your face and then glue them together. You look bizarre. You do. I know. You, know, you, symmet- you were so, showing me that. Yeah, symmetrical faces are not cool, and I don't care what they say. All right. So number 10, I think a James Earl Jones. What do you mean, Simba? Or... <laughs> Lion King again. Remember <laughs> who you are. <laughs> so um, deep voices. Deep voice. Deep throat. Oh. Well, deep voice does not mean deep throat. Um, deep, I saw that movie. I, I saw it as, I saw the actual film. I bet you did. I did. And I was uh, pretty darn young when I saw it. The movie was very good, though, based on her life. Yeah. And, and I don't really buy her whole story either. You, I saw the movie itself. You can't do what she was doing with a gun to your head. Uh, no. It's it's not going to work out, you know. No. And it was it was a very interesting uh, film back, especially when you're 13. I think. I don't when know I saw what's it. going on. You saw that, and I saw Halloween when I was 13. So yeah. No, actually, I think I was 11 when I wow. saw Halloween. 
Yeah, uh, I think I was. I saw Friday the Thirteenth as my first scary Such movie. Such a stupid movie. It is now, but when that knife oh, came wait. through Kevin Bacon's throat, no, I didn't get it. That scared the hell out of me. Alien. I was an alien girl. Um, but that was like what nineteen seventy eight. Alien, Danny McBride. See how it In all the new is alien. the circle of life. It is. And talking about Simba and his broad shoulders again, <laughs> the circle of life. Um, but talking about the deep voice, so I I did happen to catch a guy okay. recently. Okay. And I, I won't mention where. Okay. Um, but I actually taped it on my phone. Okay. <laughs> this guy um, That's was... That's uh, was <laughs> Maybe. But this guy <laughs> is talking to someone else and they're, they're talking scientific kind of things. And one, I hear you hear the one guy, and he's like, "So uh, you can examine number 12. And then the other guy goes, <laughs> "And I'm like, "Yeah, I can understand that number ten may, in some ways, hold true." Now you don't want, you don't have to have the deepest voice in the world, but you got to have a a little bit of a little bit of something. That's funny. You have a really good radio voice. You know, one there's a guy who I'm friends with out there, and hopefully uh, he's going to listen to this. Uh-huh. Uh, his name is Brett, uh, and Brett is a DJ. Okay. On a, a real deal radio station here in New Jersey. Okay. And uh, they do kind of like, you know. Um, you you know, told me about 70s, him, yeah. 80s, 90s. It's a big mix of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and Brett's, Brett's a normal looking guy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then he about- started talking, and he's like. Hey, how are you? And I was like, that guy's got a ridiculous you voice. You do too, though. I think you do. Well, thank you. I'm not someone that blows smoke. Well, so. I, I appreciate not blowing smoke. I think I sound like my uncle. Yeah, yeah. And he has a good voice. I mean, he has a good radio voice. He does. Mm-hmm. He does. And I think I, I cop a little bit of his his demeanor and swagger when I talk. It just comes out. Like when I try to sing, I wind up sounding like him. And it okay. just, it just kind of happens. But when I heard Brett talk, I was like, man, that guy's got a voice. I mean, he really, he has a tremendous voice. So you do think that the voice could have something to do with it. Maybe not a, a huge factor. Here's what I think. Tell me. I think that a certain voice attracts a certain woman. Kind of mm-hmm. like pheromones attract certain people. I think a type of voice attracts. Your voice is very soothing. I put you to sleep, literally. No, sometimes you do. In the car when we're driving. It's usually when I'm talking about music or something uninteresting. No, 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 no. I start talking and she goes, "Uh," she's out. It's true. But you have a very soothing voice. And I know, well, I've seen it happen with the dog too. So unless I'm boring the dog (laughs) to tears as well, um, I I think that there, there might be something to that. All right. So we've covered all 10 things that we have picked out. And we've and come to the conclusion that nobody knows what the hell they're talking about. <laughs> because in this world, I'm, I'm hairless, pear-shaped, probably smelly, for all no, I know. No, you always smell good. I'm financially you destitute. Always, yeah, that's what's funny. You're a big guy, but you have never smelled. No, I'm not a big stinker. No, you're not. No, you're not. So that means a lot, because you know me, I'm, I'm really in a sense... For myself as well. But, I want to smell good. But sense of humor oh, is yeah. a huge one. And I think oh, yeah. s- sense of humor um, will be a topic. 
for us. So let's just say one more thing before we we, we close this sure. episode, is that when I was attracted to you, it was obviously physical. Um, that well, one obviously. Of our, one <laughs> Gosh, our, I'm an Adonis, damn it. All right, Gaston. Um, but, you know, I was attracted to you physically. And then confidence, confidence is a huge thing. Yeah, that doesn't show up in a these A guy lists. has to be extremely confident in themselves. Even mm. though maybe they're not, they have to portray that. So, so you have confidence. to exude the confidence. Mm-hmm. So you had, I was physically attracted to you, and you, you were very confident, almost cocky, which is very attractive. Nay. And also, you had a great sense of humor. And let's be honest, we kissed very well together. When I laid one on you. So. We did. So that's, I mean, I'm not kidding. You remember that in the car. And I'm like, I have to kiss you. Because honestly, if physical isn't there, if the kiss isn't correct, there's no point. Because the physical part is a lot of a relationship. I think it's a gateway. I think, I think. Absolutely. It's a gateway drug. Yeah. Well, you are like a drug. Woo. What kind of drug? Okay. Ibuprofen? At this point, I think so. Yeah, you're a little bit of naproxen, a little ibuprofen. We're covering the whole uh, anti-inflammatory spectrum. Um, but yeah, but I, I, I do agree. I think that, that once you get through that... Um, yeah, very those, nice eyes. Those, thank you. So do you. Those initial attractions, um, and then you get through that, that initial um, physicality that a lot of new relationships that aren't starting from a point of like, hey, we're friends, and then it turns into something. But if you're starting from a, a, a romantic point uh, in the beginning of your relationship, that, um, yeah, I mean, the physical the physical part of things, the initial kiss and things like that are probably going to happen sooner than the people who have been friends for a year and, you know, go from friends with benefits to being a couple. Uh, but if you follow the the traditional sense of things where you you know you meet you like each other you you date you kiss you fall in love you get married no you gotta get the kiss in there early and we did and you know what else i love what tattoos got a couple (gasps) of those i do too i love tattoos i love tattoos on my bubba yeah and i had i had a tattoo at a very young age i was 18 um but we're talking you know 18 in the 80s I know, but I'm just saying in general, I I just love tattoos on you. Like, it's just, I think they're, like, very sexy. I I love them. That's not on the list. So I guess in the animal kingdom, you got one donkey walking past another donkey, and they see that little brand on the ass of that donkey, and they're like, (laughs) man, I'm going for that donkey. (laughs) Did you see the brand on his ass? (laughs) Woo, man. So anyway, that would be my list. Well, that's awesome. I appreciate that. So that pretty much wraps us up for episode four. Yep. I think it was a, it was a good one. Yeah, I think it's a very good one. Uh, I think it's a very interesting topic, a little bit about uh, the the inner workings of, of relationships, a, l- a little bit of the deeper You know what things. the title should have been? What? Danny McBride and Other Things. That's what should have been the title. Danny McBride and Other Things. Well, maybe we can call it that. I, I can call, call it whatever call I want, it darn it. Yes. All right. Well, we will see you again with episode five coming at you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.